In every era in human history, people have believed in something higher than themselves. Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, the list goes on and on. It's comforting to an extent to believe that there's an order to our lives, that everyone has a purpose, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I wrote life. There's life at the end of the tunnel. Which <laughs> doesn't make any sense. That if you're good, you go to heaven, and bad, you go to hell. But what happens when the beliefs that seem so comforting are holding something much darker? Children of God, the Unification, Heaven's Gate, Solar Temple, Branch Davidians. There have always been people who warp religion to use it as evil. Look at The Handmaid's Tale. Look at the Westboro Baptist Church. But in these cases, it's evil from the start. A cult is defined as a belief system. Sorry. A cult is defined as a belief system that prioritizes sacrifice, conspiracy, or the exploitation of its members, whether financially, sexually, or mentally. But there is one religion I haven't mentioned yet, because it is one hotly debated, heavily controversial, and shrouded by mystery. We have one question to answer here today. Is Scientology a cult? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, conspiracy theorists, and welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Hole, the greatest conspiracy podcast on the face of flat earth. You see, you hear that other podcast? Get on that level. I bet they don't have good, as good of a tagline as we do. I'm Max. And I'm Megan. And this episode is all about Scientology and other cults. So we just discovered recently that there's another podcast about, <laughs> about conspiracy theories that has come out recently. It's doing really well. There's like thousands of people subscribed to it. I'm going to listen to it, but I'm going to like hate myself while I do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hate it. I'm sure it's going to be really good and it's just going to make me hate myself. But yeah, I'm going to hate listen. <laughs> they can, whatever they do, they can knock it out of a microphone. <laughs> we have a microphone now, guys. We're so professional. It's attached to a natural sleep. Which is... <laughs> it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah. We're in the closet of the library. We've been recording on our computers, but now we're using... A $12 microphone and a camera. So, just saying, it does not get better than this. Alright, who wants to go first? You want to go first? I have like a. Mine's mostly like my experience there. Well, I was talking about the other cults. Oh, the other cults? Yeah. I didn't write anything out for Scientology. I was just going to discuss it. Yeah, but, okay, so. Ray was on. Ooh. Whoa. Began in 1974 with a Frenchman named Claude Orum, who was a race car driver. Calling himself Ralph, Orum claimed he had a vision of an alien spacecraft in southern France, and it was full of beings who told him humans were the future and handed him a Bible. Over six days, the head alien, named Yama, <laughs> explained to Verilhun how the Old Testament is an actual record of humanity's early days. And then he must buy, build an embassy to welcome the aliens when they fully return. Oh, hell yeah. This is some ancient alien shit. I am here for it. <laughs> In the bottom, I talk about their embassy and how it may or may not have worked out. So that's fun. Sick. Quote, for most of the next three decades, aliens were basically a kooky hippie cult that worships space-like aliens. They oppose violence, transcend science, and like to be naked and have sex. Sex with lots of people. This sounds like my dream. They oppose science. They believe in aliens. Not, not big on the huge, all of them are naked part. But... 
<laughs> they amassed a following of 20,000 and became extremely popular in Asia. Then in 2002, things got weird. I'm so sorry. <laughs> weird. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what... Literally, the next nine is or weirder, at least. <laughs> Aurelian owned a company called Clone Aid, claimed to have done the impossible, and cloned a human, a baby girl they named Eve. Oh, like Adam. Nuts. Yeah. Adam Parrish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that will come up to relevance later, the name Parrish. <laughs> uh, everyone went berserk with the White House weighing in, lawsuits filed, and claims <laughs> of a dozen other human clones popping up. Oh my god. Unquote. Beyonce! <laughs> Realists believe that the aliens called Elohim, Hebrew word for God, created humans, and if we become peaceful enough, they will one day join us. Today, no evidence of any actual clones has appeared, but the company continues selling an embryonic self-fusion device for over $9,000, despite no one knowing what it does. And actually, I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, hell yeah! Can we buy one? No, we don't have any <laughs> near, near that kind of money. We have a $12 microphone. <laughs> And we're reading in a library. We do not have money to buy this garbage. Fun fact, this is completely irrelevant, but it's kind of related to clones because Illuminati clones. Mm -hmm. When I first heard the term the Beyonce twins, like because she was pregnant with twins, I yeah. thought they were like twin clones of Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> there were two more of her. God, it's <laughs> I know. Imagine if there were three Beyonces. No shade at Solange, but like, she's not Beyonce. <laughs> Sorry, Solange, if you're listening to this. But also, if you're listening to this, there's I'm dead, so... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the internet's not working for you again? <laughs> I don't think it'd be on Amazon. Oh, I can look it up. It's called Embryonic Self-Fusion Device. I don't... Oh, there's pictures of it. How do you spell it? Embryonic? Yeah. I-O-N-I-C? Sure, yeah. It looks like something from the Rugrats. <laughs> Does it? Oh my god! It does look like my rugrats. It looks like a microwave, too. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I think it'd be on eBay. Oh my god, can you imagine buying that on eBay? But here's one for 24000 Here's one for $29. Oh, it's a book. Oh. I was like, wow. <laughs> you versus me. <laughs> Yo, a lot of this is just books. Weak, boo, boring. So, it must be in the black market. Oh, hell yeah. But... I bet you can get it on the dark web. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> My mother the other day, she was like, what's the dark web? And I was like... Like, internet, like, you can't Sarah? really get to it. No, my mother. Oh, I wish it was Sarah. She would say that, too. And she was like, how do you get on it? And I was like, you have to be a hacker. Have you ever been on it? No, mother, I'm not a hacker. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, a not-so-fun fact. The logo of realism has a swastika. Oh, man, I was so here for them. Yeah. And surrounded is the Star of David, so that really isn't a good thing, especially to represent a religion. That's like Not the Star of David. I was gonna say the Star of David. That's like a frozen hot chocolate. Like you can't have both. The Star of. Uh, okay. Quote: The Raelians frequently use the swastika as a symbol of peace, which halted Raelian requests for territory in Israel and later Lebanon for establishing an embassy for extraterrestrials. So that was the embassy they wanted, and that was their symbol. And they went to Lebanon 
Rejected. And this is just me going off. No matter how we can claim the swastika is used for peace and the Nazis use it and forever become a symbol of hatred, there's no way to for a group to simply hit undo and just make the symbol good again. T. Yeah. And I just want to put that out there apparently. There's plenty of symbols for peace. Find a different one. <laughs> Two fingers. <laughs> True. Oh, okay. Next point. Williams have founded CloneAid, a company that envisions that someday human beings can actually be cloned or can be scientifically recreated through the process of human cloning. So I thought it kind of died off in the 2000s, but with the advancing technology and the CRISPR slash Cas9 system, I underestimated that. Oh, hell yeah. I took contemporary biology two semesters ago for non-bio majors, which basically science for people who don't like science. <laughs> Me. <laughs> And he, I was trying to dig up my notes, but I couldn't find them, and I think I threw them out. Mood. <laughs> so the CRISPR slash Cas9 system, from what I remember, is like these scientists recently found out how to like go in and edit genes with like hereditary hereditary conditions. Hereditary, then, 2018, the horror movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, okay, they put like take the bad gene out. Put the good gene in, and then it like changes their DNA. That's like Gattaca, like super yeah. Gattaca. -y. And it's used for stuff like cystic fibrosis and other hereditary, hereditary diseases. And hereditary. <laughs> oh, and why they do it, I already said. And one side effect is this could, or one danger people worry about is leading to designer babies. So you can literally you can design your baby. That's Gattaca. <laughs> This is the plot of Gattaca! <laughs> I bet these people like watch Gattaca every night. <laughs> That's, yeah, Nazi AF. Yeah. Yeah, we don't use the swastika like they do. We just want blonde babies with blue eyes who aren't Jewish. Uh, and now there's currently a successor to Clone Aid called Stem Aid, which markets stem cell therapy, which is very relevant today in science. So, dykes. <laughs> yeah. So that was my thing. Okay. They're just really uh, out there. <laughs> so I'm gonna do mine now. Imagine you're the new guy at work, which I actually am. Actually, I've been working there for like two months. I'm not even really the new person anymore. I just feel like I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a traveler, new in town, wanting to fit in with your coworkers when you find out there's a mysterious club that they're all involved in and you're not. But you want them to like you. You want to be more than just the new guy. So you ask to join because you have no way of knowing that this action will directly lead to your death. So a lot of cults are like in the 60s or 70s. Think of like the movie House of the Devil or like every other cult movie. They're all set in like Children of the Corn. That movie is so terrible. <laughs> How old were you? Like 11. Yeah, when you're 11, it's like terrifying. You're like, ah, it's Stephen King. It must be so scary. When you, me and Missy watched it like last year, and we were like, this is so stupid. Like, I'm sure the book is a lot better, but like, it is a terrible movie. Anyway. So, but this one is not in the 60s or 70s. It's as recent as 1991. The year after Pretty Woman came out. <laughs> This is the cult known as Satan's Disciples. 
It involved a group of carnival workers, referred to by the popular nickname of being Carnies. Carnies, yeah. <laughs> you did say it. <laughs> Created by Mark Goodwin. The cult members, Jimmy Pennick, Jimmy is spelled, by the way, J-I-M-M-I-E, so you know he's a thought. <laughs> Keith Lawrence and David Lawrence, a pair of brothers, they would all perform animal sacrifices and sexual rituals. It's not really clear about the sexual rituals. I don't know if they're with each other or like with dead animals or with mm -hmm. others. I didn't really, I wasn't really, I didn't have much of a desire to do that much research yeah. into their sexual rituals. The Lawrence brothers had also murdered an 18-year-old boy, though it is unclear whether this is for the cult or just recreation. I think it probably makes sense to assume it was a cult-related killing, like a sacrifice or something, because they're Satanists, and they do some sacrifices later in the story, spoiler <laughs> alert. But this 18-year-old boy was not the new co-worker that will be the central victim of the story. William Alt was. After he discovered that four of his co-workers, and he would make five, one for each point of the pentagram, were in a mysterious society, he wanted in. So he asked the others if he could join them, and they refused with a venom. They did not want him in this cult. Alt would later realize that this moment was what his seventh grade English teacher had taught him to be foreshadowing. But Alt wasn't willing to give up. He figured he didn't deserve to be excluded. He thought this could be his way in, to feeling he belonged there. So he tried again. And this time, when they refused, he was prepared. He reminded them all of how he'd known of the murder committed by the Lawrence brothers. Committed by the Lawrence brothers. He threatened to tell the police of their involvement in the death if they didn't let him join. In my opinion, that was all its biggest mistake. It's like in a Spring Awakening. There's a moment you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, joining a cult in general is a pretty big mistake, but I don't really think he knew what he was getting into in that case. At least not really, but blackmailing a cult to get in seems life-threateningly stupid and dangerous. And it would be life-threatening. They told him he was in. They asked him to get in the car. They drove him out to a secluded field, and they tied him up and gagged him. But they didn't just kill him. They tortured him. They put him on an altar, calling to Satan, using him as a sacrifice. They cut him apart, slicing off his hands and head, and tried to set him on fire. The fire didn't take, luckily for him. And they would eventually just eventually just leave him out in the field, upside down crosses carved into his skin, the remnants of a man who just wanted to be included. If that ain't me. <laughs> but isn't that horrible? That is like terrible. Why would you be like, I want in in your call? He wanted to be included! Don't go to the library! <laughs> they might not have had libraries. This was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm listening. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Support your local libraries, y'all. Yeah. I'll tip them on the way out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Slides a nickel into the tip jar. <laughs> anyway. The thing that sticks out most to me about this little story is that it can be seen an seen as an example of the danger of exclusivity. One way one website I read for this on, gizmodo.com specifically referred to it as a case referred to it as a case of you can't sit with us gone horribly horribly wrong like the iconic mean girls quote I thought you were gonna say the the vine where she's like you can't <laughs> sit with us actually Megan I can't sit anywhere I have hemorrhoids <laughs> that too <laughs> Uh, I think that's actually a really good description of it, though. I mean, it's obviously, like, a little funny and comedic, which is actually, like, a horrible, horrible thing that happened, but 
It's that's a very accurate way of doing it. Th these men not letting Alton to their exclusive little club ultimately just made him want it more so much, in fact, that it ultimately led to his death. It is a tragic stories and one of the men and one of and one of the many dangers of the elusive mystery of a cult. My father, I told you this, actually knows someone who was almost lured into joining one. He was like his roommate at one point. What? I texted you about it. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I think you just said like lit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like get into the story. Yeah. I just said that he knew someone. A friend of his, who I think was his roommate or had been his roommate, uh, was hitchhiking across America, which, why would you ever do that? Uh, it's like a car. It's more <laughs> and also like, who wants to see America? <laughs> And he met a girl about his age, young and very, very pretty, and they seemed to have an instant spark or connection. He ended up going home with her, but not for the reason you or he might have been thinking. She was slowly trying to lure him into joining her secret society, and he had to escape full Texas chainsaw style, climbing over the barbed wire fence that surrounded the house, only to jump on the back of a passing truck and ride it out to safety. That's literally how Texas chainsaw is. Like, she jumps on the back of the truck. What? Was Texas Chainsaw in Texas? Obviously, Megan. <laughs> Why do you think it's called Texas Chainsaw? I was just wondering if that's what they do over there. Well, they're like all like an incest family, which is very Texas. <laughs> and she like escapes and jumps on the back of the truck, rides away. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, that's my only personal experience, not really personal, but you know what I mean, experience with cults. Oh, actually, that's not completely true. I'm pretty sure my neighbors across the street are in a cult, but that's because I sometimes hear them, like, chanting in Latin at night. <laughs> I, it could be them just, like, for some reason reading prayers in Latin. They could just be normal people, but, like, sketchy. Anyway. What do they do? I don't know. I didn't, one, like, sometimes when I get the groceries and my mother comes home late, I just hear, like, Latin across the field, and I'm like, Cool! <laughs> I sent a video of it to, like, Sarah once. Just to Sarah? <laughs> this was, like, two years ago. <laughs> relevant to Sarah. You didn't want to add me on Snapchat two years ago. I didn't? No. <laughs> okay. So I have a little background info on Scientology. Do you have any? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? I'll go first. Cool. <clears throat> Scientology. Quote, in short, Scientologists have the belief that we are aliens, beaten, and are stuck inside human bodies. Scientologists believe that each member can go through a process called auditing to become their true form. Basic facts. Founded by L. Ron Hubbard, who is dead since the 80s. I looked him up. May he rest in peace. <laughs> and then, I have a thing on dying right, so I'll probably get into Yeah, that. I think we should talk to that after. Okay. So Scientology, it was created in May 1952 by L. Ron Hubbard, as Megan said, who she also said is dead. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> His book is a bestseller. It's the only self-help book to be an, a New York Times bestseller, which is actually, like, terrifying. <laughs> it states that the human soul is an immortal being, sometimes an alien, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and that our individual bodies are just what we inhabit. Though a funny thing is, when we visited the church, they never mentioned any of that to us. They never mentioned that we were aliens or immortal or anything, which is pretty sus, but we'll get there in a minute. They are vehement, is that how you say it? Vehemently, vehemently? I'm gonna say vehemently. Google.com, not sponsored. I've always said it vehemently. 
it could be very wrong. The only 69 is in the last code. What do you have up for This is climactic in your case. What's the series I'm doing? Oh, so you're American Girl Doll Fairies? Yeah. <laughs> Megan makes some pretty baller American Girl Doll videos. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Link her YouTube channel in the description. <laughs> But you and the one. Vehemently. Oh, vehemently. We were both right. <laughs> they, they are vehemently opposed to the psychiatric industry, which many think is because Hubbard's wife went to a series of psychiatrists because she was starting to fear her husband's mind. And after they diagnosed him, recommending that he be, and I quote, committed to a private sanatorium for psychiatric observation and treatment of a mental ailment known as paranoid schizophrenia, he immediately decided psychiatry was corrupt and evil and murderous. <laughs> Scientology is largely well-known in American culture because of its many famous members, which include Tom Hanks, John Travolta, Elizabeth Moss, and formerly Nicole Kidman. But thank God, Nicole, you got out. <laughs> This is what helped it rise to such significance in our society. Many people have heard of it, this religion, even though they don't know much about it. But the two of us have first-hand experience with the society. We visited the Church of Scientology in Buffalo, New York, and what we found inside was truly disturbing. We should start where our initial trip. Oh yeah, let's just tell the whole story. I'll tell the Rochester place. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want to go to Buffalo because it's too far away. Yeah, my mother also was not super willing to go to Buffalo. I mean, she was willing, but she would like, yeah. she was like, I'd rather go to Rochester <laughs> because who wouldn't? I mean, obviously you don't know where we live, but we're much closer to Rochester than to Buffalo. So we drive there and it's like in the middle of like farm town, which is like the rest of upstate New York, but, and we get there <laughs> and like, the place where it's supposed to be, the Scientology place of Rochester, it just looks like a, an apartment. Like an a creepy apartment, but like an apartment. Yeah. What was like, the store's name? Kimmy's Closet. Kimmy's Closet. <laughs> Guys, and check out Kimmy's Closet. Unthinkable. We get there, your mom's like, there's no sign. <laughs> And that didn't occur to me because I was ready to just walk up there. <laughs> me too. I got Scientology. It occurred to me, but I was still willing to just walk up there. So we went to a neighboring place called Kimmy's Closet. Sponsored. And you walked around walking up. <laughs> I was too afraid. As soon as you said, you start the story and I'll interrupt you like I always do. <laughs> you walked around and went in and I went up to the lady and was like, hey. I hear there's a place of Scientology right down the street, is that true? <laughs> yeah, you said that, and then I was like, <laughs> I had to start, I had to like leave, because I couldn't do it. And the one lady was like, oh, I hope not. Yeah. And the lady was like, no. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And then we're walking around, and we're like, no, it definitely, there was a Church of Scientology in some point, because I read there at that point at that place at some point because I read their newsletter. But I think it's been vacant for like 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> we drove around back, pretty normal. I mean, sketchy, but normal, yeah. Yeah. So then, we're like, hey, we can't just go all the way here and not do yeah. anything to Scientology. That just would suck. How about Buffalo? <laughs> so we road trip for another hour and a half. <laughs> To Buffalo, 
where we went, there was a church, and we knew that because it was on like the official website and everything. And it looked a lot nicer on the website. Like it looked like a hotel, like the lights and everything. It was like a gorgeous building. I mean, it's still yeah. a nice building, but it was more like sketchy when we were actually there than it was online. So we went to the church in Buffalo. So as we were getting there, a woman was coming out, <laughs> and I made us wait in the car <laughs> until she left. Because I didn't want to have to talk to her. <laughs> um, so then we went in. And inside, there was... An, I, I mean, she wasn't a nun, but she was. She had a nun's habit on. Which is weird, because I looked it up, and I can't find anything about Scientology nun habits. So I don't mm. know if that's just, like, her personal style. <laughs> or if it's just not documented much that they do that. I don't know. But she was waiting there. And she was like, hi, do you want to talk about Scientology? And we were like, yeah. And my mother was like, no. Oh, first she was like hanging by the door. Yeah. And she was, uh, the lady, the receptionist lady was like, are you with them? And she was like. I'm just a chauffeur. Yeah. She did not want to talk to them. Reasonably so. I wouldn't if we weren't there for research either. Um, so then we were going to give them the fake names of Helen and Troy. <laughs> But as soon as she asked what our name was, I was like, Max. I, <laughs> I did. And so then Megan was like, Megan. Because <laughs> I already had cracked. Um, but we didn't use our real last names. I said the name Parrish would come up. That I was mine. Crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you about this, but when the lady closed the door, your mom like shot me a glance. Or like we exchanged a glance. I was like knowing in my mind, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, she was like, I'm just going to lock it. So then we, were, she was like, oh, she had us fill out some paperwork. And we made up, like, addresses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she was like, oh, do you want to take the test to see, like, what Scientology can benefit you with? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, well, I'm just going to lock the door. We were like, what? <laughs> my mother was like, that seems strange. And we were just like, uh, and she was like, oh, no, it's just so no one comes in and disturbs you. And we were like, it's fine. Like, we can be disturbed. I, I don't know if she actually ended up doing it or not. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's so creepy. It's like, like, she was the only receptionist. It was like a really tiny room, like the size of this place. <laughs> Which y'all don't know how big this is, but it's small. <laughs> I'm like, there was nothing there to steal except for a potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> Me showing up at the Church of Scientology on my way to steal your plant. <laughs> But, and she didn't even say, though, that it wasn't so people would steal things. She was just like, so no one comes in to interrupt you, which is really weird. Especially because there was another door. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were locked in, locked in, but, like, it felt kind of like we were. It was, like, enough to be unsettling. There were windows, so I think that was an illusion of safety. Yeah. <laughs> I kept seeing people walking by, and I was like, I wonder if they think we're, like, legit into this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that girl walking by, she thinks we're, like, psychos. <laughs> um... So then we went and we took the test. Do you want to talk about the test? Yeah. Well, I think we should both talk about it because <laughs> it was something. So they had like, oh, I saved this detail because it's good. I opened, <laughs> they had two packets. One was a bubble in your answer. The other was a question. I opened the first page of my question packet and there was a Cheeto inside. <laughs> I knew there was like writing or something because she took it away. <laughs> and then she gave you a different one. That is so funny. <laughs> Know that vine? The Christine Zadaka vine where she's like, I got my new Kylie Jenner lip kit. And she like puts the cheetah on her lip. <laughs> so I'm just like shook over that. Like, <laughs> you should have eaten it. Now. 
<laughs> Can you imagine eating the Scientology cheetah? <laughs> that should be the title of the podcast. The Scientology cheetah. So the layout for the test is like six little uh, spaces on the table. Right. Individual. Yeah, things. like they were like blocked off with little cubicle thingies. Yeah. And there was 200 questions, which yeah. is excessive as hell. Especially since a lot of them were just the same question with slightly different wording. And I don't know if that was supposed to be about their like indecisiveness thing. Like maybe if you answer one of them differently. I mean, we'll get into how the results are absolute garbage oh. in a minute. But oh, uh, let's talk about some of the specific questions. Oh, okay. I, when I got off and my mom was wondering what I was saying, I got to question 100. I was like, I don't want to do another 100 <laughs> questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, you have to do them all. <laughs> and she like, oh, the nun like called in some like. Yeah, the creepy, creepy white guy. The creepy guy with the bags under his eyes. Yeah. Who would become relevant later? <laughs> and I was like, can I only do half? Do I have a lot of questions? And like, mm, there's 20 questions for each category. You really gotta complete them all. So I was like. Oh, I have my results and stuff with me, okay. in my bag. So I'll get to those when we finish this part. Also. Before we finished the, te- uh, the test part, they wanted us to do another test afterwards, an IQ test. Yeah. And I was like, based on the results of the other one, I was like, no, I don't really want you to just tell us that we're stupid for like half an hour. <laughs> like, I don't want to take 20 quest- 200 more questions just so you can be like, yeah, you're an idiot, so you need Scientology. <laughs> like, I know I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but some of the questions were very unsettling. Like, the one that was like, have you ever derived pleasure from killing a small animal? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> and more unsettlingly, there was one that was like, do you support racial division and the class barrier? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, I, I told you this with the podcast. I didn't know. They use really weird and complicated words for like half the questions. So I was like, yeah. I don't know what those mean. So for most of them, I just put like the I don't know option. Yeah, Which is probably why I was so indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I segregation. I should say that now. <laughs> no, we're against segregation. So if you're listening to this and you're pro-segregation, you should really just yeah. turn it off. This is a Nazi-free podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, you told me that in the car. And they oh. had other really weird ones too. Half of them were like, do you ever think about mistakes you made in the past? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I put no, but I was like, literally every minute of every day, what else is there to think about? My favorite was the two questions that was like, do you experience uncontrollable mind spasms? And I was like, maybe just help me out with the best. Oh that was so funny. <laughs> and they asked it like, times so like all of the questions they answered multiple times and i was like there's not really any need to be 200 questions it could be like 50 if you just cut out all the nonsense there was one that was like do you enjoy i was like oh it was like when a child disobeys you do you enjoy punishing them violently and i was like no <laughs> no <laughs> i really truly don't <laughs> i'm sorry if that's what you're looking for I hope I don't think they do because I've seen like only one account of people talking about them. I'm like, I'm sorry, but the world needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? These questions are horrifying. I have my results. Oh, hell yeah. And I have like the pamphlets and everything too. Wow. 
Oh yeah, three personality tests, Church of Scientology. So you can do it online? Yeah. I'm kind of kill some after. So we went on there for nothing. But the people really made it. <laughs> the people did really make it. We'll get into the people after I talk about my results. <laughs> so, oh, wait, should yeah. we talk about Dynamics? Oh, we talk about it before the people after this. After tests before people. Because okay. we got it before. Or we got it, like, the information about it. We were watching those videos. Yeah. I was watching them while you got your results. <laughs> I watched, like, a ton of them because you left earlier than me. Yeah. Halloween <laughs> bag. Yeah, I know. Excuse me. Did my mother text you because she texted someone in her context that is named Megan Palmer? No. <laughs> I wonder who that was. Well, she was texting. She was like, "Are you okay?" When they took you away. <laughs> I hope it doesn't connect to my mom's phone. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, so my <laughs> results. I got. Truly awful results. First of all, I'm a millennial, so all of us are depressed and anxious and nervous and uncertain and inactive and irresponsible and stupid as hell. <laughs> that is millennial culture. There's a reason none of us drive. <laughs> but I made a prominent effort to lie on the thing and be like, yeah, I'm super happy. I'm super confident. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm not I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I did say the truth that I was very inactive, but I got really, I mean, not high. I was still in the negatives. But one of my highest scores was about activity. And I was like, excuse me. Is that in the normal range? No. <laughs> my high, the only thing in the normal range is I'm, is my communication level, which is just a blatant lie. I'm terrible at communication. I feel like you had to be like, oh, he's not going to lie. We have to give him something. <laughs> yeah, so... The categories that we talked about are, they have stability, happiness, uh, composition slash nervousness, certainty, activity, like physical activity, aggressiveness. Why is aggressive, like, on the good side, though? <laughs> like, these are all the things you want, and aggressive is up here versus inhibited. I'd rather be inhibited than aggressive. <laughs> Responsibility, critical thinking. Oh, no, like, um, I don't really know what that one's supposed to be. Yeah, appreciativeness and communication. So there's it's a 200 point scale. You can get between positive 100 and negative 100 for all except for one. I was in the negatives. <laughs> My lowest score is actually negative 99 for nervousness. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but like based on my test results, you are. Because I was like, yeah, I'm so confident. <laughs> when in reality, like, I like couldn't, I could barely ask for time off the other week. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, the whole time. So like, that's probably accurate, but like, yeah. that's not what I said. And I got a negative 91 for depressed too. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I'm like, and I remember specifically because there was one customer that was like, "Would you ever consider suicide?" And I was like, "I'm a millennial." <laughs> I put no. Yeah. <laughs> I just reversed all the I know. <laughs> I think the reason it took so long. Okay, let me go through my individual results. Because, Megan, they didn't give you your chart. Yeah, they didn't let me keep it, and I don't know why. The lady was like, oh, you can keep this. And I was like, oh, thanks, Miranda. Oh, her name was Sarah, but without an H. That's so sweet. I know. I was like, where did it go? 
Um, so for my stability, I got negative 72. <laughs> for my happiness, I got negative 91. <laughs> for nervousness, I got negative 99. <laughs> for uncertainty, negative 20. <laughs> Activity, I got negative 40. <laughs> Inhibition, I got negative 72. <laughs> Irresponsibility, negative 93. <laughs> I mean, I am sometimes, but, like, I do my research for the podcast really on time. I mean, this is, like, the only week where I didn't finish it all on time, and that's because I've been so busy and sick. I was sick literally all last week, so, like, I couldn't do research. (laughs) Criticalness. I got negative 75, which is such a lie, because I'm the kind of person, literally every movie I ever watch, I'm like, that was so good. Have you seen Carrie Toby? No. Horrible movie. You gotta watch it. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> like, like, I was like, the kissing booth is a great... I mean, I can tell when it's not really good. Like, I can tell the kissing booth is hot garbage, but, like, I still loved it. Like, I still thoroughly enjoyed it, and it made me happy. <laughs> like, is it terrible? Yes. Do I care? No. <laughs> Lack of accord, which I don't know what that means. I got negative 28. <laughs> and withdrawn, which I think is probably, of all of these, the things I think I most am in real life, because I don't leave my house. <laughs> I got positive 11. <laughs> that is my highest score. So she was like, yeah, you seem really depressed. Okay, but we'll get into them telling us about the results after we talk about Dianetics. This is someone else's test where they did much better than that. They got 90 for activity. I can't relate. The lowest score is like negative like 18. I cannot relate to that. You're fake. You're lying. <laughs> no one is that happy. They're not a millennial. They're a baby boomer. <laughs> Hubbard is there. Is all sense. Hubbard. Oh, that's like R- L. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where does Hubbard, where have I heard that recently? Oh, here's one. Here's the question. Is your life a constant struggle with survival? I remember that. I, I said yes. And I'm perished. He's like, you're studying survival. Oh, that's him. He's still valid. I'm going to channel you right now. Do you often sing or whistle for the fun of it? Literally, me yeah, every minute, like every day. Yeah, that was like, I know, I was like... Zero to happiness. But I said yes, all the time. I was like, I literally am always singing. Like, I'm walking home or something, and I'm just like... Nah, 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 nah. And everyone in the car walking by is like, shut up. People throw cans at me all the time. No. Yeah. Who is he? Also, when we went to take the test, she was like, make sure to turn your phones off and put them away. I think it was because she didn't want us, like, taking photos. Oh, I thought she didn't want us to be interrupted. (laughs) That could be it, too. There was a question that was like, do you do well when you're interrupted during tests? And I put yes very emphatically so that she would unlock the door. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my test overall didn't go that well uh-huh. but also i think secretly the reason it took so long for them to give us the results because if it's really just a scantron it takes like a second yeah i was gonna say that like we hand uh pick or hand yeah the results i'm like i've seen a scantron <laughs> yeah, you slide the scantron in and it gives you the answer but so i think it wasn't really a scantron i think they kind of just made it up like they read through them and made some like, stuff hey, up yeah I think they, I think it was completely manufactured. They were like, mm, I feel like you like that. <laughs> so, so I feel like that's why they closed their eyes and just let their finger lead them. <laughs> and then if it's like too high, they just lower the entire graph a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolute garbage. 
absolute <laughs> garbage. So, let's talk about Dianetics. Oh, wait, what about what she said to you about psychology or whatever? We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to them talking to us about the results right. after Dianetics. Because those were some truly wild stories. So, Dianetics. Mm, they love it. <laughs> they do. This, by the way, is like 90% of what they talked to us about. And I feel like it's like mm-hmm. at least 50% of like what they used to lure in people. Because they didn't talk to any of us about any of their actual fundamental beliefs. They just talked about Dianetics, yeah, which is marketed as like a self-help program. So, of course, people are going to join it because they think it's just going to benefit them. And they don't know that they have to believe that they're an immortal alien soul. (laughs) I mean, I wish I was an immortal alien soul. Like, God, I wish that were me. (laughs) But, um, also, but then we wouldn't be aliens, so. (laughs) Because we live on Earth. So, what do you mean? It's like the same thing as, like, hollow Earth is full of aliens. No, then they're not aliens. They're just what we think are aliens. Hollow Earth full of I have a official... Um, description of Dianetics from Scientology's website. They said, quote, L. Ron Hubbard discovered the single source of nightmares, unreasonable fears, upsets, insecurities, and psychosomatic illnesses. The reactive mind. Right, and they were talking about how, like, they were like, if you eat egg salad and then get sick and get food poisoning, the next time you eat egg salad, it's going to make you a little nauseous. And I was like, yeah, but, like, that's because, that's not because of your weird Dianetics yeah. thing. It's just because... You're remembering being sick. Yeah, and it was in the video. Yeah. It had a, there was, like, enclosed right. areas for the video. Also, who eats eggs salad? Yeah. <laughs> this is an egg salad. <laughs> Hating podcast. So, wait, what about pineapple on pizza? I've never had it. I haven't either, and I never <laughs> intend to. <laughs> if you like pineapple on pizza, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, we had this, like, enclosed area so you can watch the videos. Right. Oh, that was so sketchy, too, because there was, like, 15 different monitors. Okay, there was, like, three, not 15. But they were, and they were all, like, separate little enclosed areas, Mm -hmm. and that was really weird. Like, why can't it all just be in one? And then, like, if you look up into your left, you see someone's office. (laughs) But more than that, because we were trying really hard not to laugh at the Dianagos video, because it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And, but the reason we couldn't laugh is because if you looked, like, in the, like, reflection of the thing, you could see the nun standing right behind us, and she was like, (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you, lady? <laughs> like, seriously, she was terrifying. She was literally, like, lurking behind, and she was, like, wringing her hands. And I was like, was yeah, she was. And I was like, are you, like, Aunt, are you, like, the lady from Misery? Are you, like, Kathy Bates now? Like, what is your deal, lady? I love how your mom, like, sat in the booth behind I know. Us. I was like, thank you. <laughs> Please don't oh, let us get murdered. <laughs> also, thank you for driving us, yeah. if you're hearing this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, but 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 I'm sorry. Oh, and they kept harassing her too, which we should yeah, talk about. She made it very clear that she didn't want to talk about it. Which mm-hmm. like I get that they're a church, so like if you come into a church they're gonna talk but like also I used to work at Sarah's church mm-hmm. and they never really talked to me about Christianity ever. Yeah. Literally ever. I mean I was like a babysitter. So, so mm-hmm. like I just came and I was like, Yeah, I wanna learn about Scientology <laughs> <laughs> me showing up at the church, the first United Methodist, and being like, hi, I'd like to learn about Scientology. And they're like, you're going to hell. <laughs> Did I tell you who won The Bachelor? Oh, uh, Garrett, right? Yeah. Is he a Scientologist? I bet he is. Oh my god. Because I, I was, when I was editing the other day, I came apart, the part where we were talking about The Bachelor. <laughs> 
I haven't watched any of Paradise, but I know Jordan is in it, so I know I have to watch it. Because <laughs> he is everything. Um, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, Dianetics. So, what is Dianetics? It's... Oh, it's like... Yeah. They showed one clip in the video that's like... <laughs> the depression guy? Can we talk about oh, that one? Because that was the one we laughed at. And then she was like... <laughs> you can't see my face, but I was making a very strange smile of a woman lurking slowly closer. And then she kept coming over and talking to us, too. And she was like, is this interesting? I was like, it's interesting, all right. <laughs> Except, actually, I was playing the part of, like, this hyper-pious person. So I was like, yeah, it's so fascinating. I want to learn so much more. Like, like full Handmaid's Tale. I would survive as a handmaid because... They would never suspect me. Like, I was like, yeah. Like, I was pretending to be so overwhelmingly into it to the point that my mother was like, you're not actually buying this, are you? And I was like, no, oh my God. Um, but he was like, I had depression for 20 years. Then I did Dianetics for 20 minutes, and it went away forever. <laughs> and we were like, I was like, that is so not how it works. But of course they say that because they're opposed to psychiatry. We'll get to that a little more soon. But yeah, so it's basically like, you can, like, isolate the problem in your mind, and once you understand the source of it, you can delete it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and there was a clip that was, like, a uh, pregnant woman bumping into the floor, yeah. and that was, like, part of your deep uh, mental problems that could be solved. I know. I don't remember the clip. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they were, like, because they didn't like the contact, because they got hit as a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think, like, even if that was true, like, I don't think I would be able to access and those like, memories. Just, like, going like that against the table. I know. I know. Like, that. It, also, that's just literally therapy. Like, you isolate the source of your traumas and it helps you move on from it. That's just therapy. <laughs> like, except it doesn't take 20 minutes. Like, that's, but that's what therapists do. They isolate what's causing your problems, help you move past it. Psychiatry. The evil. Oh, my gosh. I also have the pamphlet. Which they told Megan was $5, by the way. What's the pamphlet? It was something. And then we gave you like something. I'm so sorry. Yes, I have the Scientology Network Guide. It's a little bit wet. Oh, and I have all these. Oh. Yeah, I have a bunch of information. I think this. No, this is better. So this is just about the DVD books. Yeah. So we also have the Scientology Network Guide, which we'll discuss shortly. But so then, Dianetics. It's hot garbage. <laughs> uh, but we watched, like, 15-plus videos of people talking about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, the different experiences of, like, actors. Yeah, actors. actress. Like, one of them was, like, store clerk. <laughs> it's like, I don't care about your life. <laughs> also, can you imagine being an actor in, like, a Scientology video? Like, imagine being, like, I want to be a movie star and going to Hollywood and being an actor, aspiring actor or actress. <laughs> and then the job you get is actress in Scientology commercial. Oh. <laughs> and Matt Damon was in it, too. Yeah, was so <laughs> like Ocean's Eleven young. Like that young. God, that was so funny. <laughs> I don't, I can't find anything about him being a Scientologist. I don't know if this is just like before he was famous. Right. Maybe. It's <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So then let's talk about what they actually said to us, and then I'll talk about the things they gave me because that was then. So you can go first, because so I was, we were sitting there watching the Dianetics videos while they processed our results, aka made up garbage and yeah. <laughs> told us lies. <laughs> and they were like, "Which one of you wants to go first? And Megan was like, 
Uh, yeah. She was like, I wasn't on the outside. Yeah, it made sense. But that, so then you left. I thought they were taking you to another room, and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to see Megan again. That's the end. <laughs> but they really just took her over to the same room we were in before, which yeah. was the same room we were in now. It was just divided. So I mm-hmm. couldn't see that. But so it wasn't actually life threatening, but I thought it was. I was like, that's the end. <laughs> Better leave so we can still have a podcast. Um, <laughs> Okay, her name was Sarah, and she was actually pretty, like, normal. Yeah, I'll tell my story about Sarah, too. <laughs> yeah, she was easily the most normal-seeming of them. Mm-hmm. But then after, so what did Sarah say to you? She was like, she started off with like, okay, so just so you know, this test is what you think about yourself, not what I or anyone else thinks of you. Right, like, she okay. told me, she was like, this isn't what I think of you, this is what our test thinks of you, which is meaner. <laughs> Anyway, freaking Sarah. I was like, okay, because my role was gullible girl. <laughs> role? Yeah. They didn't give me a role. No, no, no. Like, well, oh, the role you were playing, was, right? Yeah. And I was overwhelmingly pious, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I also put seventeen on the thing for my age and advice, so I don't know if they were like walking with boundaries of like interacting with a minor right i thought i was 19 which is the truth (laughs) i was too afraid to lie anymore my made-up address was hilarious okay so she says first thing she says is our test indicates that you're incredibly depressed (laughs) (laughs) i'm a millennial so and she was like does that sound true and i was like um, I try to have a good outlook, but I don't know. It's like, okay, so next, you're very nervous. And I was like, yep, sounds right. <laughs> like, I'm really nervous right now because I'm in a room surrounded by psychopaths. And then, can I see this? Yeah. She, oh, I was uncertain of course, because I was playing uncertain girl. And then... For the inactive region, I was normal, so I was normal through inactive. Uh, and I only got one in normal, and that's withdrawn. <laughs> and then I think from critical, it started to go downhill. And she was like, do you tend to be really critical of people? Which like, I absolutely like, don't, unless they're like Trump supporters or like biggest, then I'm like, yeah. you're garbage. But like anything else, like you can be a terrible person, and I'll probably still like you. And she was like, really hostile? Or, like, she was, like, are you really hostile? I was like, well, sometimes I yeah, he was so scary looking. He literally looked like he hadn't slept in weeks. We were joking all the way on the car ride home that he was like a prisoner and being held there against yeah. his will. Like he seriously looked insanely tired. And that's coming from me. And I've had insomnia problems for the last year. But like, not like him. And he was like. I didn't have to talk to him, by the way. Yeah. I just talked to Sarah. I think she forwarded me to him because I was gullible. <laughs> and so he's like talking to me about 
the personality part or the personality lecture that could help me. Oh, right. It's like $90. Yeah. Oh, no, it's 50, 50 Because I told her when she said that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll call and schedule it. Because I was like, I'm not giving this woman $50 yeah. for two hours of my life. And he was like, he went through each of the things and how they helped me. And he got to like the uh, sports section or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you're in high school, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes I wish I wasn't. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like oh this can help you and so can this because focus and he was like what was the thing he said about studying yeah it was like i was like some he's like how do you feel about studying and i'm like well sometimes i'm a great studying studier first of all <laughs> so we put that out there i am a queen of focus can't relate but <laughs> and i was like well sometimes i want to just study and then take a break and come back and then take another break and he's like oh my god and he was like how does high school seem and I was like sometimes it feels like a lot and he was like I literally remember him saying like oh yeah I remember it was full of headaches Uh (laughs) and I was like oh my god and then oh he was like this course is fifty dollars and he was like is that your mom over there? In reference to your mom? And I was like, no, that's my friend's mom. He's like, oh. Well, can you imagine, though, in real life, someone being like, hey, mom, can you take me and my friends to go to the Church of Scientology? And her being like, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I was like, no. And he's like, you're 17. Do you have your own money? <laughs> and I was like, he just seems really condescending he was like this class is fifty dollars and i was like he was like you can have this pamphlet but it's five dollars and i was like i'm broke (laughs) they gave me the same pamphlet for free by the way (laughs) so i'm like positive he just made up that price on the spot oh then he was telling me about the books he was like right on his his desk but that's not it's like a bunch of L. Ron Hubbard's like new books new in the packaging and he like just chose one randomly he's like this would really help you I want you to read the cover and I was like "Mm." and I literally mentally checked out the entire like seconds I was reading and I was like interesting he's like "Mm." Yeah, well, they took you away, and I was still watching the Dianetics. She was like, oh, this is interesting, right? Right? The weird nun lady. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. And she was like, I mean, I didn't say it like that. That's what I was feeling. But I was like, yeah, it's so interesting. Because I was playing the overly, like, obsessed, weird freak. Like they were. Like her. Basically, I was being the 19-year-old male her. <laughs> and she was like, also, can we talk about what she was wearing? She was wearing, like, joggers. No. The nun? The nun. She was wearing, like, joggers. Like, black joggers. And like, just like what a. What were her kicks? Were like Crocs. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure they were Crocs. I'll read the reviews. The reviews of what? The Buffalo it's Church? Like... Oh, let's do that in a minute. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, but she, so then I was like, yeah, it's really interesting. And she was like, well, you could read his book, you know, number one bestseller. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll totally do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, then it was my turn, and I went and I talked to Sarah, without an H. <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure this is recording. So she seemed 
very normal. Her name was Sarah with no H, and she, she seemed. Was a redhead, but not naturally. But it was like kind of blondy red. It was like strawberry blonde. I think it was more like a deep red. Or maybe I was blocking <laughs> out. <laughs> they were both just blocking out. I'm kind of low-key imagining this girl who's in my psychology class, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> they looked similar, though. I remember thinking that at the time. And I'm, like, so bad at remembering faces, so I'm probably just mixing their appearances up. Anyways, so she called me over. She seemed very normal, comparatively. Again, she wasn't anything like the weird guy with the bags under his eyes. And when I say bags under his eyes, I don't mean, like, how everyone kind of has bags under his eyes, under their eyes, because under his eye, the handmaid's tail, <laughs> sorry. Um, everyone kind of has bags under their eyes because like we all don't sleep enough because of capitalism. <laughs> and, um, but this guy, like when SpongeBob like has like overpronounced bags under his eyes, you know what I'm talking about? That's what this guy looked like. They were like crusty and they were like sticking out and they were like 50 layers of them. And I was like, sick. I never talked to him, he seemed terrifying. But I did talk to the nun. She was terrifying. Um, he was so, like a Mormon, but like... Yeah. <laughs> um, the nun was freaky because she was like... She was the part that I was playing, but real. Like she was so insanely like obsessed with all of this garbage. And I was like, that's so scary. But this Sarah lady, she seemed pretty normal. She was like, hi. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to talk about, you know, what your results said and how Scientology can benefit your life. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, but if I weren't going in here with the knowledge that this was a ridiculous, horrifying society, like, I would probably have been swayed by her. Well, until one point. <laughs> so she went through all my results. Again, I already read them all to you. But, yeah, she was like, it seems like you're very depressed. And I was like, I'm a millennial. So, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, and you're very nervous. I was like, mm, of course I am. <laughs> But she seemed so genuine and cool. Like, I feel like if she wasn't a Scientologist, we could, like, chill. Yeah, I feel like she was I mean, she's obviously way older than us, but, like, she could be our friend. Yeah, she could yeah. be your mom friend. Yeah. <laughs> she could be the Gansy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so she seemed really cool, and she was... T and then she started giving me all these pamphlets and papers and information about all this stuff she told me about the course and I was like oh I'll schedule it on, on the phone because like I'm not gonna do that also did you hear the phone ring at that I, one point I heard a child's voice okay well there was a phone ring this was like while you were over there and it sounded like it was right near me like on the other side of the wall where the tv was when we were watching the Dianetics mm -hmm. and it was like someone being like you really should co contact us again we really want to talk to you I think this could really benefit your life and I was like, excuse me, I'm so glad I gave a fake phone number. I don't want them calling me every day. The freaking American Red Cross calls me every single day because I donated blood once. Like, that is a great way to make me never want to donate blood again. Like, I know it's because they need blood and they're, like, looking for people. But, like, seriously, I'm not going to donate again because you call me every single day. If I donate twice, you're going to call me twice a day? I think the gift card would be an incentive. But besides that, just, like... Gift card? Don't they give you, like, a $5 gift card? Red Cross? Yeah. They didn't give me one! <laughs> they gave me, like, a bag of mini Oreos. That was, like... Aww. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of Scientology for a second. I, was, like, I wish they, they had snacks there, though. Oh, yeah. At the church. Coffee. Yeah. I kept, like, demanding my mother take the coffee. <laughs> she was like, I really don't want to <laughs> So they gave me this, which is the Scientology Network Guide, because there's a Scientology TV channel. 
if you didn't know. And into YouTube, but she was very, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you can just, like, stream it on YouTube, which is hilarious. Yeah, he was like, we have the website on YouTube, and I was like... <laughs> he was like, if you have DirecTV or the internet... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you can stream it on Apple TV, iOS, Android TV, which I didn't know was a thing, Fire TV, Roku... You can just do it on their website or YouTube or Vimeo. Who has a Vimeo channel? (laughs) And um, there's uh, one TV network that has it on uh, their channel on there, too. I think it's DirecTV, which if it was going to be any network, of course it's (laughs) DirecTV. So they have a bunch of different TV shows, and she was telling me all about them. She was like, Voices for Humanity is all about the great things we do. Like, we stopped um, conflict in Cuba. Or is it Colombia or Cuba? Colombia. Colombia. I'm so terrible. I always do that. Um, <laughs> they both start with C and end with Ba. <laughs> but, so, she was like, we stopped um, conflict in Colombia between police and protesters with the power of Scientology. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then she was talking about, um, I am a Scientologist, which is a TV show, also called Destination Scientology, which sounds so similar to Destination America, America. aka okay, the best TV channel there is. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. And that's just like, they show a few minutes about a bunch of different people who are Scientologists and their lives. And I was like, that's chill. <laughs> Where's the cult part? Where they <laughs> I know, sounds kind of funny, but like... <laughs> Um, then she was going on, she was talking about how they do, this is actually, like, a really good thing that they do. So they do do one thing right. Um, they make, like, documentaries about the dangers of drugs for kids, but instead of just being like, don't do drugs, like, most people, they actually show you what bad things they can do to you. They were like, yeah, we're really committed to keeping kids away from drugs. And I was like, that's cool, what about Tom Cruise? (laughs) And then, then, she was talking about their other show, Psychiatry, an Industry of Death. But she didn't mention the title yet. She was just like, and then we have another show, a documentary about, you know, the psychiatry industry and how, you know, it's, you know, it it kills people. (laughs) It was so hard for me not to look. Because she had seemed as normal as a Scientologist could ever possibly seem up until that that point. And that moment was just so jarring. And I was completely reminded where I am. (laughs) Because I felt like I was just like talking to like, I don't know, like a school counselor. Like she seemed chill. She seemed like a a teacher. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah. And then she was like, because, you know, they kill people. <laughs> and I was like, of course. <laughs> the thing is, I had to pretend, because I was playing the role of the pious person. Yeah. So I had to pretend to take it in stride. I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so here's the description of the show, Psychiatry, an Industry of Death. I am planning on watching an episode of this, maybe recording it, putting in a little oh. clip here, because this sounds incredible. <laughs> This series of documentaries uncovers the history of psychiatry. It exposes an unholy alliance between a multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical industry and psychiatry and brings, and brings to light the aggressive marketing schemes that have sold drugs with toxic side effects. Britney Spears. <laughs> it also reveals how psychiatric practices continue to damage lives today in the U.S. military. Drugs or psychiatric? Psychiatric. I think they probably need it. all drugs? I guess so, including like probably like ibuprofen. <laughs> They're like, please swat it out of your hand. No! It was like slime pasta. Oh my god. The strange guy that goes away and picks it up. They have a show called The Problems of Work, which big move. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much their TV guide. I fully plan on watching these shows. And laughing the entire time. They have, a bu- they have this, which is just a bunch of books and DVDs. Um, 
And they gave me a bunch of little, like, these are, like, things you pass out, I think, uh-huh. to give to people. I'm going to give them to people. But when it's their store. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah texted me, like, at the end of the day, and she was like, hey, what was that? What did you do today? I was like, oh, I spent the day at the Church of Scientology. Hannah Picker? Yeah. Amazing. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, for memes? And I was like, for our podcast, but also for memes. <laughs> We should have her on the She's going to Geneseo, so like. This semester? I believe so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, heck yeah. (laughs) You can say hell yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and then we finished talking to them. I was over it. I was like, can we go? So we left. That's pretty much it. I was like, oh, we have to leave it. Yeah. They kept asking us to, like, do other things. I wish we could have had time to go for a tour, but also I don't Mm -hmm. think I could have standed, like, another second being in there. There was also, this is just enough, there was so much triangle imagery, very Illuminati. (laughs) 10 out of 10. And one of them had an eye in it, and I was like, hmm. (laughs) Beyonce who? Okay, so I have some focus questions. Okay, I'm ready. Do you have any? No, I have, um, someone took a photo of other questions. Oh, let's read those, the questions. There's one... Oh my god, okay, start that sentence over. There's one woman I liked, um, what was it? Do you consider there are other people who are definitely unfriendly towards you and working against you? Have you asked for that? (laughs) Me? (laughs) I liked, um... Do you enjoy telling people the latest scandal about your sister? There was so much about gossiping, and I was like, yeah. frick, <laughs> that is my life. <laughs> I love tea. Oh, yeah, there's your small game question. <laughs> do you speak slowly? That's what I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I think it might be supposed to do with, like, indecisiveness, but, like, what do you mean? I don't think it's... <laughs> no, you know, I speak really, really fast half the time. And I really, really loud. Um, let's see. Oh, there's emails and stuff. And so, like, let's do the questions after we finish this, and then let's do reviews. <laughs> you can, by the way, measure serotonin levels via urine. Gross. Is that one of their beliefs? Probably. Or, or that might be true. <laughs> okay. Right. So my first question. How would you personally define a cult? Um, using their insecurities and, like, taking advantage of them for, like, money. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I said I would define it as any organization that tries to manipulate you, specifically manipulate you into joining, not just tries to get you to join, like they knock on your door and are like, hey, join us. No, they try to manipulate you into doing it. I mean, all, of course, all religions want new members, Mm -hmm. but not all of them try to manipulate and trick and lie you into joining them. So my second part is, did any parts really get you to consider, even for just a second, that some of this might be legitimate. If I abandon the fact that I knew I'm right. not joining the Right, if we uh, pretend for a minute that we went in there without the inhibition of knowing, like, this is garbage. Is money a factor? Like, no. Is... Pretend we are all... This is also 100%, this is 100% just to make money. Because, like, there's not even any way of actually joining. You just buy all the books and go to all the seminars and pay them and pay them and pay them. <laughs> She's talking about the camera. Yeah. <laughs> She's warm. She's warm. He's sick. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, she should be good. Good for her. Oh, you're asking me if I would believe it? If, um, like, any parts of it specifically make you for a second consider it. Well, the fact that she was like, this lecture is $50, I was like, I'm cheap, so I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Same, but if I were wealthy, I don't know. I really, part of the time I was talking to that Sarah lady, like, she seemed so normal. Mm -hmm. The rest of them were such freaks that it was like, of course I'm not going to believe anything that comes out of your mouth. But she seemed so normal. If I obviously, obviously I didn't believe any of it. But up until the psychiatric point, if I went in there with, like, an open mind, I might have been swayed by her. I think the psychiatric point might have snapped me out of it, though. <laughs> right, so even, like, when she was like, you're nervous, I was like, mm-hmm, And she was like, you're depressed. And I was like... <laughs> so what part... Did you th what part did you think was the most disturbing or unsettling? I didn't like that guy. Yeah, he was scary. Also, the Dianetics video. They were was, so weird. I was just like, hmm. Yeah, I think the racial segregation question yeah. <laughs> was the most disturbing to me. And finally, the question that this whole podcast is centered around is Scientology a cult and yes. why yes because i don't like how they use or like how like money is a factor yeah i know it's so much about money and it's like it, it appeals to a certain group so like if you're poor obviously you're probably not going to join that mm -hmm. if you're really rich you're like a celebrity mm -hmm. you're gonna like take all the classes and be like a certified it's like an exclusive club yeah yeah, I would agree, because it's all about, and it manipulates people into joining them. They say, they like, I mean, they made up a lot of this based on my results. Like, I know for a fact that's not what I put, but still, they're trying to make me feel like I need them. <laughs> like, it's gaslighting. It's literally gaslighting what they're doing. Like, I know full well that this is a lie, but, like, if I didn't, I might join them. If I had gone in with a truly open mind, which of course I didn't, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's scary as hell and ridiculous. They are absolutely a cult. There's how they, oh, sorry. No, you can go ahead. How they're like, um, how Sarah was, she was like, you're depressed. And she said it with like, without any like, fear I know. It. She's like, I didn't, she wasn't like, I know. I'm sorry to say this, but she just like got it yeah. out. And that's like, I know. Her, like, agenda I know. It's so general. clear that all they want is money. And also, I feel like any religion that's started by a specific person is probably a cult. Because especially, like, especially when his name is slathered all over it. There's no author's name on the freaking Bible. Yeah. Like, there's a reason. And if, it, it, I think the difference between religion and a cult is ultimately, is are you supposed to be believing in something? Or are you supposed to be following someone? And if oh, you're supposed true. to be following someone, it's probably a cult. And you're 100% supposed to be following Mr. Hubbard in this case. And it is messed up and twisted and they like believe in like conversion therapy and things like that too like they're and apparently segregation so this is a terrible 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 group of people and they're absolutely a cult that was serious now let's read their reviews and laugh <laughs> so they have a 2.7 on google a lot of them are oh this one was my favorite don't take my word enough they do your research yourselves at in order to monopolize me in the front, just like Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco, when it first, <laughs> Mighty Taco, when it first opened its doors, was a front for a drug business. People just happened to like the taco that they caught on. <laughs> so, a lot of them really get stupid. It's a dangerous and a good hand. You're right. Um, it's 
lot of people are saying it's a fraud group, which I, I would believe because they just it's so built around yeah. money. And what do they do with the money besides I know. What, yeah, what do they need the money for? Like, I mean, obviously they need some money to pay for the people that work at the churches and to build new churches and renovations, but they don't need as much as they get. Yeah, they sell books and they yeah. charge you for lectures. So. I mean, selling books, like, I believe, because, like, that makes sense. But, like, why are the lectures $50 for two and a half hours? That's insane. Like, you imagine going to a service and, like, having to pay. You, <laughs> no. on Christmas Eve. you don't go in for midnight mass on Christmas. I mean, you don't pay for it. Like, that's also a big teller. If you're paying for all of this stuff, it's probably a cult. <laughs> um, someone was talking about their shiny books and shiny smiles, fake personality tests. Absolutely fake. Yeah. It's a very nice building and very friendly and helpful staff. They were friendly, very much friendly. Almost too friendly. Oh, I am a Scientologist and been one for 14 years. Been working here 14 years, is that him? Prince Thomas. Thomas. Oh, we should have said that. <laughs> expose, expose. They can find it on Google. We told them where it was. No, he, he had long hair. Maybe he died it. Why would someone like that die? Go back. I wonder if you This is going to play like while the intro music is playing, so it's fine. <laughs> For the outro music. You know what I mean. <laughs> you're still listening to this. You're a true fan. Also, this is over an hour, and I don't think I'm going to do that much editing to this one. Because I kind of just like it being an open yeah. conversation about it. As someone who has always been a devoted Christian, I was weary about. Is that the right use of weary? Weary. It should be weary, not weary. Weary means tired. <laughs> I was wary about taking a tour of this place, but the people are very helpful and were not pushing the religion on me. Uh, I disagree with that, and my mother would as well, because she was just sitting there trying to fake read her book because she yeah. couldn't read it. She said afterwards, she was like, I was too concerned yeah. in reading it. but. And they kept being like, do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about that? Do you want coffee? Like, they were very much trying to put it on her. And like, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I didn't end up joining, but would definitely recommend to anyone who's looking for a new religion. Well, thank you, Alex. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I love this place. They help me cope with my herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Artichoke is <laughs> <laughs> That has to be a really joke. <laughs> oh, this is... I don't want to read it. Way too long. Excellent place for personal development. Well, Actually, zero stars. <laughs> this person named DeForest gave it one star, and her review was actually zero stars. <laughs> the grammar is good and rocky, and Freudian psychology, 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 and Freudian <laughs> like a ghost town? You mean like Shepherd's Town? <laughs> this is a call. Absolute nutbag that reject modern medicine. Avoid it like the plague. Oh, I mentioned, um, they were like, oh, so what are you studying or what do you want to major? And I was like, medicine. <laughs> I can probably see her just going like Imagine if you meant psychology. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that. Oh my god. She's like holding a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's a cult. Run. Pushy guy wanted to give me and my family a tour, showed us a film, and asked for $544 for a book. Only $5 for a book? That's cheap. <laughs> and we refused, then was happy to show us the door, a voice to 
Reviews on their website. Oh, because they get exposed. <laughs> oh my god, I want to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> Rabbit hole pod, I think. Because that's our. Do they want? Do we want them to find out about that? Yeah. We just put Okay, I think that's enough for this episode. See you later. Destination America. Scientology Network, The Raven Cycle. Yeah, uh, spoilers. We haven't spoilers for The Raven Cycle. No, we just said that we loved them. <laughs> Use their names. Yeah. Um, I would die for Ronan Lynch. <laughs> we have no sponsor. This podcast is not sponsored by anyone. Anyone. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> Church.
come through. Okay. Bye. Follow us on Twitter okay. at Rabbit Hole Podcast. Well, email us if you got something to say. Oh, yeah. Email us with T. Okay. That's it. <laughs>